Ignite your life with passion and purpose. Your health, your wealth, your happiness. Make it good. This is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Way. A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor, because a healthy body is a sexy body. All right, you sexy modern lovers. Have you ever longed for a deep love connection? Have you ever wanted to know the secret to a really great love? If you were to stop 100 people on the street and ask them the question, what creates a great relationship, I will bet you 99.9% of them would say good communication. Over the years, as I have talked to literally thousands upon thousands of people, they all say the same thing. A great relationship depends on great communication. But what does that really mean? What makes communication great? What builds connection between two people? And longing for love is the most natural human feeling, whether you're a millennial, a Gen X, Gen Y, Gen Z, a boomer, LGBTQ, or straight. It doesn't matter whether you already have a partner or you're looking. We all long to connect, and we all need to learn the best way to connect. So today we're going to talk with our special guest, Michael Sorensen, about the secret ingredient to building great communication. But before I introduce Michael, I want to tell you, if you're in the San Francisco Bay Area this coming Saturday, August 3rd, then you are invited to join me for a live full-day training at our Modern Love Academy. And this weekend, we have a special guest joining us. Most of you know the best-selling author, Danian Brinkley, who wrote Saved by the Light, At Peace in the Light, all the books about his journey to the other side when he had an NDE, a death experience, where he was struck by lightning and medically dead for 28 minutes, and how that transformed his life, his consciousness, his work on the planet. And he teaches from a very, very deep experience. And you will get to be with Danyan, who will be Skyping in live to speak with us and answer your questions. So run, don't walk to Eventbrite. Grab your ticket now. There are a few seats left. Join me this Saturday for Renew, Rebirth, Refresh, the seven proven laws to your highest manifestation power now. So you will learn those seven laws, get to be with Daniel Brinkley, and we're going to do a brand new training on releasing trauma from the past that can get in the way of our relationships. So go to Eventbrite, or you can just send me an email at love, L-O-V-E, at docwade, that's D-O-C-W-A-D-E dot com, love at docwade dot com, and get your tickets for this great, very special event. So here's our Ask Dr. Brenda question. Keep those questions coming. Here's a good one. 
Dear Dr. Brenda, I'm a divorced mother of two teenage boys, 16 and 18. Their father shares custody and also supports us financially. Recently, he introduced them to vaping cannabis without my knowledge or approval. He justified it by saying it was better for the boys to experiment with him than out on their own and mentioned that other families are doing the same. I'm concerned to his, about his approach to child education and wonder what's the best way to talk to him about this. Concerned mom. Dear concerned, you are so freaking spot on to be concerned. Now, here's the issue. Children's brains don't become adult brains until they are 26 to 27 years old if they're male, 24 to 25 if you're in a female body. It is important to not code young brains with any kind of drug. It doesn't matter if it's cannabis, if it's alcohol, even drugs that are prescribed unless it's absolutely necessary. So this is a risk that I don't advise any parent to co-sign. I think it's very important that you and your former spouse go to a qualified therapist, counselor, coach, and work this out and really look at the hard science of brain development. This is not something your boys need. And by the way, vaping isn't necessarily healthy or safe either, just on a physical level. So get some help with this and do not expose your young children with incomplete brains to anything, anything that is going to go into the uptake sites in those brains. All right, let's talk with our special guest. Welcome to the show, Michael Sorensen, who's the best-selling author of I Hear You, the surprisingly simple skill behind extraordinary relationships. And who doesn't want one of those? His book has been an Amazon favorite for a number of years, and he's an avid reader, researcher, personal development junkie by night, obsessed with finding the best principles and practices to live a rich, fulfilling, and connected life. Michael seeks out experiments with new, interesting ideas to discover what really works. He's benefited from years of mentoring from coaches, counselors, executives, and the wisdom of countless self-help books, and he set out to share his explorations, insights, and discoveries with us. Welcome to the show, Michael. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. So what started you on this journey of self-discovery and wanting to find out what builds extraordinary relationships? Sure. So like I'm sure so many of your listeners, I am always looking to find ways to improve my life, certainly my relationships. And a number of years ago, I started meeting with a therapist, actually, to get help working through a number of issues in my life. And I met with her weekly. Uh, in one-on-one and in group settings for a number of years and began to discover that there was a whole new world of interpersonal relationship techniques and and valuable life principles that were just not taught in our normal education. Oh, my God, please, Michael, (laughs) thank you for saying that. That is one of my my principal – I don't even know how to say it. I'm so excited that you said that. This is a stand (laughs) that I've taken forever is we learn – Algebra, 
but we don't learn <laughs> about relationships and we don't learn about managing personal finance. Now, when's the last time you used algebra? Seriously. I'm okay, you feel me, right? <laughs> yes, thank you. So, And I'm not yeah. saying, you know, you shouldn't learn algebra. I guess there's some reason they teach it. But we seriously need that class that you just spoke about. And so you and I are going to have to yeah. do that. All right, keep moving. Tell, tell us more <laughs> about your journey. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so that, that's exactly how I felt. Because as I started learning these principles and implementing them in my life, it transformed my relationships. It transformed my confidence. And I, you know, I thought. Well, what were your difference. relationships like before you started learning these principles? Confess that. <laughs> well, I'll say this: they weren't they weren't horrible, but I certainly was missing out on deeper connections, and I didn't realize it. And so that was both in my romantic relationships, but also in my professional relationships. You know, I, I manage a team of roughly 25 individuals, and I was finding that. I didn't really know how to handle conflict very well. I didn't know how to give feedback without sounding like a jerk. And so all of these principles that I was learning from therapy, especially one skill in particular, the skill of validation, which we can dive into a bit later here, made everything so much easier. And long story short, I started trying to explain it or teach it to some friends and family members, and I couldn't find uh, any books. I couldn't find much research online that talked about it and taught it in the way that I had learned. And so Ultimately, I felt impressed to write my own. And so a number of years ago, I self-published that book, I Hear You, and since then it has just skyrocketed to the top of numerous bestseller lists. You know, I'm regularly invited to speak at local companies and nationwide companies and these interviews and such because these, the principles taught in the book are life-changing. And, and, that's and so there's a resonance with people about the book and about the principles. And I think Absolutely. most people recognize that there is a real need. You know, it's it's one of those things that seems so simple. Everyone thinks they already know how to communicate in a relationship. And because I spend all my time training couples and, you know, traveling around like you, traveling around the world and traveling around the country, working with, you know, from film stars, you know, professional athletes, you name it, I haven't met anyone who got that course that we long for that should be taught, I, I think, maybe fifth grade and no later than sixth grade because by then you're starting to really, really screw up your relationships by sixth grade. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, j- just oh yesterday I received an email from a reader saying, you know, I've been struggling. I just went through a breakup in my relationship, and it's been difficult. I found your book. I started reading it halfway through. You know, I was talking with my ex, and we had a conversation, and I used the principles taught in your book, and it was a completely different conversation. And she said to me, if you had validated me, if you had used these in our relationship, we probably would still be together. Ah, oh, interesting. That, that to me is just, it underscores, you know, and, and – and this man was, he was grateful but frustrated because he said, I had no one to teach it to me. You know, I, where do I learn these things? Right. And so that's why I'm thrilled with all the work you're doing, Brenda. And then, like I mentioned, that's why I ultimately decided to write this book because <laughs> we're starved for it. We need to learn how to connect. And it's very simple once you understand the principles. But until you have somebody to teach you, most right. of well, us here's just the other walk sad blindly. thing. Here's the other sad footnote. I have to say this. Okay, I have a doctorate in 
psychology. My specialty is family and relationships. Do you know that when I came out of school, finished my internship and the rest of it, I didn't have any relationship skills? Even at that level of training, it isn't taught. So I have found that it's necessary to go out there and make that extra effort. And one of the things I really liked when I read your bio, Michael, is that you use this phrase that I thought just captured it because it doesn't matter, you know, where you are in your career, level of education, any of that. What you said is, I believe most people sell themselves short. They settle for status quo or what others tell them they can and can't do. And I thought, wow, that is so the truth about most relationships. People don't know what they don't know. So tell us how you made your discovery about validation. And first, would you explain to people what validation is? Absolutely. So validation in its simplest form is helping somebody feel heard and understood. My book is titled I Hear You because that's kind of the the colloquial way that we use it right in our conversation. Typically when we say to someone, I hear you, it doesn't just mean I'm listening. It doesn't just mean I hear the words you're saying. It means I get you. I understand the emotion that you're feeling. I understand where you're coming from. And that, at the end of the day, is what most of us are craving in life. You know, we humans are social creatures. We want to feel connected and appreciated and loved. And the way we feel that most often is when somebody validates us. So if we come to somebody and we're frustrated and we're upset, we don't want them to just fix the problem. We don't want them to jump in with advice right away. What we want right. most often is just to <laughs> feel the shared compassion, the feeling of, oh, my goodness, I can't believe you said that. That's validating because it basically yeah, I'm says, laughing you know, as you say you're that. not crazy. Yeah, Michael, I'm <laughs> laughing because, and I want you to go back over that point because you made me start laughing when you said <laughs> – you don't want someone to fix it. I had to have somebody practically, you know, hit me on the head before I realized <laughs> I was doing that because that's a mistake so many of us make. We think that love equals taking care of things for other people and fixing it. And the point you're making is that doesn't build more connection. It actually often leaves the other person feeling not heard. Is that right? Absolutely, because inadvertently it trivializes their experience. It's so counterintuitive, which is why we all do it, myself included still. They come to us, they're upset with something. Naturally, we think, well, if they're coming to me, they want, they want help to fix it. But oftentimes what happens is when we jump in with that advice, they get defensive. They put up walls, right? So very often we have these conversations where one person's upset, the other person says, well, have you just done this? And they say, well, of course I tried that, but it didn't work. Well, then you should talk to him. I already did that. Da, 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 da. And you start going back and forth, and pretty soon both people are frustrated, and they're both left scratching their heads saying, I don't get it. Why would you come to me? And then the person who wants validation doesn't know it, and they're frustrated, and they're saying, I don't know why I'm upset. I know they're trying to help me, but I don't want the advice. And it's just this odd circle until somebody recognizes, oh, you don't want advice. (laughs) You just want to feel understood and appreciated. So how do you – how do you help someone to feel understood and appreciated? How do we resist 
that urge. It's almost a knee-jerk thing, especially for those of <laughs> Absolutely. us you know, who are, quote, trained helpers. We want to jump in and just fix it. So how do you, <laughs> how do you actually do validation so that someone feels good as opposed to feeling? Because what you described a minute ago, no one's meaning to make the other person feel criticized. But it's almost like criticism. Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? You should have done this. You should have right. done that. Right, right. At, at its simplest form, I, I always teach that validation has two parts. It identifies an emotion. Right, you guys, this is where you take out your devices so you can write notes. Okay? Here you go. <laughs> Michael, give them the two parts. Sure. So effective validation, one, identifies an emotion, and two, it offers some form of justification for feeling that emotion. So if we go back to that example, your friend comes to you and they're upset, well, your knee-jerk reaction might be to just tell them how to fix it. Instead, hold back that advice, understand what they're feeling. So maybe they're frustrated, maybe they're angry. Let's say they're angry because the coworker said something to them. You can validate by expressing similar anger, and you can offer justification just by, by saying it. So, for example, you might say, he said that to you? I, I can't believe that. That would drive me crazy. That phrase right there is validating because you're showing them that you understand why they're angry. You understand that they're angry and why they're angry. Those two pieces together tell somebody, oh, he or she gets me. I'm not crazy for being angry right now. Exactly, because that's the it would piece. Make angry too. Yeah, I'm not crazy. You know, there's nothing wrong <laughs> with me that I have these feelings. That is so important because we do live in this anti-feeling culture where most people have kind of a we'll just suck it up and keep moving attitude, and they're afraid to feel their feelings, so it's not okay for anybody else to feel their feelings either. I'm so glad you said that. Super important. Right. <clears throat> yeah, and you're spot on because that, that, that is, I'm sure you see this daily, that's one of the biggest drivers down into depression or into addiction or into really any form of self-harm uh, or, or mental disorder makes it worse when we feel like we're not allowed to feel however we're feeling. Exactly. But if we're given that space, if we're given that validation, I'm shocked at the number of times we just figure it out ourselves. Once we feel okay to feel however we're feeling, most of us can find a solution. Most of us can work through it. But if we're just, if it's pushed back down, if we're told to just be happy, to not worry about it, it's okay, don't worry, all that does is push it back inside right. and it festers. So step one is to find a way to validate the other person's feeling. That's okay. I would feel that way too. Or really, they said that to you. Let me go in. I have a few things I'd like to say to them. Let me at them. Okay. <laughs> right. And what's step two? Two. I mean, really, the four-step method that I outline in my book starts with listening empathically, which I think we've kind of is it a given. You have to listen. I'm sorry, the sound is breaking up a little bit, Michael. Oh, sorry. So step one, in my book I outline four steps. Step one is to listen empathically, right? Listen for the emotion. Step two is where you validate, as we just discussed. And then step three, this is where you do give them advice or you give them feedback or encouragement. So you don't want to lead with it, but there is still a place for advice. But what I strongly recommend is that you always ask permission to give advice. There you go. Thank so you. Always you ask permission. <laughs> is it okay? <laughs> yeah. You know, some of your, your coworkers upset, right? And you validate them. I can't believe that. And they talk a little bit. And then you have a, a solution in mind. You might say, well, you know, I, I do have a few thoughts on that. Do you mind if I share? 
And nine times out of ten, they'll say, yes, please. And what happens is now in their brain, they flip the switch. Now they are asking for advice. Now they want a solution. They at least want to hear what you're saying because now they felt heard and understood. Right. And the other thing that I sometimes do is I recommend to couples that you say, you know, something like that happened to me once. I don't know if this is helpful to you, but this is what I did. May I share it? That's great. Because the I don't know if this is helpful to you, again, allows the other person space to say what worked for you might not work for me because we are Absolutely. all different in how we feel. So, okay, what is the fourth and final step, you guys? You got step one, two, and three so far. Let's go to step four. Fourth and final step is easy. It's to validate again. And and the reason, it, it sounds kind of cliche, okay, Michael, I can throw a fourth step in there. Well, it creates almost a validation sandwich. It's powerful when you're in a discussion with someone they're upset or they're excited. You validate, you show you understand. If it's applicable, you give advice, and then you follow it up with, hey, good luck with that. That's a really tough situation. It just rounds it out very nicely, and it reaffirms to the person that you care about them. That yeah, you are and connected that with is that the most understand. important thing, Michael. You know, I was yesterday, this is a, a sad footnote, but I think this highlights what you're saying. We have had so far, 292 days into this year, and there have been, according to the Gabby Gifford's watch on mass shootings, we've had 242 mass shootings in the United States. And most of these were done by people with some sort of grievance. There was one yesterday at a Walmart down near Nashville, Tennessee, an ex-employee who felt very aggrieved, very unheard, very invalidated, went in, and this doesn't excuse this behavior, but what if somebody had really helped that person feel supported and validated? Sometimes people are in a very fragile state, and how we talk to them can make all the difference. It really does. I I mean, we don't have time for it on on today's for hours of the success stories that I've seen, again, in interpersonal romantic relationships, but on into your business relationships, even communication with complete strangers. Uh, as your listeners go out and start practicing this, they'll be shocked at how starved people are for it. And once exactly. you start offering that validation, it, it's amazing the doors that it opens up. Now, the other side of it, Michael, how does it feel for you as a person who has this skill set, who's able to do this, how does that change your experience? It's been incredible. I, I remember joking early on with a friend. Uh, he and I were both kind of exploring it and learning it together as I was drafting the book, and I, I laughed one day, and I just said, this feels like a superpower because it works. <laughs> it works like clockwork, you know, and, and, I, and it, one, one thing to underscore here is it's not manipulative. You know, some people, when they listen to me talk, they say, well, aren't you just manipulating the person, trying to make Aww. them feel better? Absolutely not, right? And, of course, Brenda, you understand this, but validation doesn't work if it's not authentic. You have to genuinely care about the person and try to understand where they're coming from. Um, but but it, it feels like a superpower because when you understand that that's what people are wanting and you're able to deliver that and offer that, I mean, it melts away walls of, of uh, anger 
or upset. It makes it so much easier for other people to listen to your point of view once you've shown them that you've listened to theirs. Uh, right. the, the benefits are, are endless. It's just been so powerful. Uh, the more that I develop the skill, it just opens up so many doors. Well, I life. totally get what you're saying, and I am a fan, Michael. And some of us have to learn the hard way. I was one of those. I had to seriously devote myself to learning new skills. And validation is a very, very, very valuable skill. My mentor, Dr. Virginia Satir, hammered this home for us when I finally got away from my traditional training, (laughs) which didn't (laughs) offer much in this arena. I had to go out there and do a lot of hard work, and so have you, to be able to arrive at what I think is a really valuable skill. And everyone, you know we're all about books here in the Modern Love community. I want you to run, not walk. Go to Amazon. If you don't already have Michael's book, it's I Hear You. The surprisingly simple skill behind extraordinary relationships. And I will personally guarantee you, if you embrace the skill set, work and personal relationships are going to improve. And the big bonus is you're going to feel great because you're going to know how to navigate your relationship skillfully. And don't we all want that? So, Michael Sorensen, you get the last word real quick. What do you want to leave us with? I just appreciate the opportunity, and and I'll just say this. At the end of the day, I'm a big proponent of just kindness and compassion. You know, on all of this, I imagine if people are listening to your show here, it's because they're wanting to improve their relationships. They're wanting to be better. Uh, I appreciate anybody who's working on it, and I think at the end of the day, if we just focus on being more kind and compassionate, it's going to make the world a far better place. That's a great focus, and like everything else, Michael, I support that. And everybody, it's a journey. So I want to thank Michael for being our guest today. You guys can find out more about his work. He has a special 10-part course for couples. You can go to Michael S. Sorensen. That's S-O-R-E-N-S-E-N. It's Michael S. and then Sorensen.com forward slash relationships. And get thee to some training to get that great love life going, everyone. And I've got a training this coming Saturday. That's August 3rd. If you're listening to this podcast in time to get yourself to our San Francisco Modern Love Training Center, the live seminar includes live Danyan Brinkley, best-selling author of Saved by the Light, at Peace and the Light, and a number of other great books. And our seminar is Renew, Rebirth, Refresh, Seven Proven Laws to Fulfill Your True Love, True Prosperity Intentions Now. And you're going to leave with those laws, leave feeling so illuminated and inspired by Daniel Brinkley. And, of course, you're going to learn a new technique to create a rebirth every single day in your consciousness. Now, if you're ready for a really deep dive, this is your last chance to grab a ticket to Jamaica Mon and join me August 18th through the 23rd at Jackie's on the Reef in Negril for the deepest dive you can possibly take to renew, rebirth, and refresh your life five days of deep yoga, meditation, rebirthing, 
and lots of relaxation times. You come back refreshed because in that relaxation time, you get spa treatments that are included in this inclusive package. So if you want to know more, you have to call me or send me an email. The email is love at docway.com. The phone number is 415-775-4866. I'll see you in Jamaica, Mon, or I'll see you here this Saturday, maybe both. All right, go to Eventbrite for your tickets for Saturday. Blessings, everyone. Thank you again to Michael Sorensen. Thank you to Cliff Dunning, our executive producer. To all you modern lovers, go out there and practice your heart power. That includes compassion, love, and wisdom. Till next time. <laughs>